The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is up, Packers fans? And welcome to the season premiere of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the good, the bad, and everything in between about the Green Bay Packers. I am your co-host, Chris Burke. Uh, joined alongside by our social media manager, Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay, how's it going? Welcome to week one. We're back. Hey, Chris, how are you? Dandy. Uh, it's been a long wait. You know, it seems like it's been a that stretch between that final third preseason game and the start of the regular season seems like it's just an epically long time. Um, but we have made it. Uh, by the time this podcast is out, it will officially be Vikings week and week one of the regular season. Um, our podcast this year will be discussing, you know, the good, the bad of what happened during that week's game, um, as well as looking ahead to the following game. Um, but since, you know, we haven't played a regular season game yet, uh, tonight's show is really going to cover the, you know, like a season preview, you know, what we think's going going to go well for the Packers this year, what we think might not go so well. Um as well, and then as well, some predictions and kind of see ultimately what the fate of the 2022 Green Bay Packers will be. Uh, so let's jump right into the, uh, you know, we're po- we like to be positive here on the show. So let's go ahead and start um, with what we think will go well for Green Bay this year. And all the headlines uh, for the Packers this year have been about one side of the ball. And for a change, it hasn't been the offense. It's been the defense. Uh, The Green Bay defense on paper, at least by far, looks like it's going to be the best defense they've had uh, since they won the Super Bowl 12 years ago. And I cannot wait uh, to see what this defense can do. First off, 12 years. That just, with the teams that we've had over the years, 12 years since our Super Bowl win does not seem possible. Anyway, um, yes, defense. Very, very exciting. I love watching them play after those, you know, those few years of having a non-existent defense. Um, it is so much fun to be excited about watching them play, to be, you know, excited about the players like Campbell and Douglas. And um, I just, I'm really looking forward to seeing them, seeing them grow even more this year. And I have a great feeling that they're going to crush it. You know, looking at this defense on paper, it's, with the exception of one position, we'll get to this um, on the other half of our show, the the defense is deep. Like, that secondary, the quarterback position, like, they, Joe Barry can do so much. You know, he says he likes to disguise coverages, and he can put on a freaking masquerade 
in that, in that secondary uh, in terms of disguising coverages. Um, you know, and especially, in, I can't believe I'm saying this after so many years, but the Green Bay Packers have also depth at inside linebacker. What madness is this? You know, you got Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker. Um, they got, you know, players like Chris Barnes. They've got, they suddenly have depth at that position. Um, not sure how to feel about that. It's kind of like, you know, in photos, I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, you know, I kind of feel the same thing here. Like, wow, this, uh, I mean, they're, they're linebacking, they're inside linebacker core is, uh, ooh, that's going to be spicy. Yeah, we're, we're stacked. I mean, like you said, in, in nearly every defensive position, we are stacked. And that is a great feeling going into, going into a new season. And after their performance last year and what they did for us during the playoffs, um, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch them uh, continue to grow and, and um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I just definitely, you know, it's definitely going to be something to be used to. You know, I, I think in the hindsight, you know, building up that defense, I think is preparation for when Aaron Rodgers leaves. Like, like that's going to be Green Bay football going forward. I mean, obviously, Matt LaFleur is an offensive coach. So offense, there's still going to be about offense. But defense really seems to be, you know, there is no better tool for a younger back, be it Jordan Love or somebody else. There is no best better friend for a young developing quarterback than a stout defense. So cannot wait to see what these guys can do. Uh, definitely don't look like, you know, they haven't been reading their own headlines either, you know, believing their own press. Because you'd heard about everything you heard out of training camp was just, just that this defense was giving the offense fits. And if you're able to frustrate somebody like Aaron Rodgers, imagine what you're going to do with lesser quarterbacks of the other 30, 31 teams. So uh, yeah. definitely looking forward to a championship level. Absolutely. And, and let's, you know, let's, uh, let's be honest with ourselves. There is no winning without, uh, without the defense. Um, and so this is, this is so huge for us to be in the position that we are right now. It's, it's a great feeling. You know, and then, um, so the, you know, that's obviously that's going to kind of be the thing everybody's going to be watching, but Lest we forget that guy under center, number 12, the four-time MVP, hoping to win his fifth, uh, Aaron Rodgers, still in command. Uh, he's happy. He's very zen. He's been cleansed. He's had some ayahuasca. Um, he is, uh, seems like he's in a very good place. I'm not making fun of him at all. Um, he is, you know, I have not seen this much of a zen nature out of Rodgers. And if he's that content, uh, I think I, I would not be surprised if he won his fifth MVP. Getting three in a row is tough um, because Favre did it, but, you know, he split that third one with Barry Sanders. You know, losing Devontae Adams, a player like that sucks, but if anybody could overcome that, uh, it is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the offense is probably going to be much more spread out. You're not going to see one guy getting a majority of the targets, especially in such a lopsided nature like happened in that playoff, nature that happened in that playoff game. Uh, but, you know, as long as number 12 is pulling the trigger, you know, Green Bay's got a shot. Oh, always. Always. Yeah. And, uh, and I am, I agree with you. I, I think that in the interviews that he has done, um, you know, recently um, over, he's been on a lot of different podcasts and, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on Pat McAfee is back. And uh, that that's always, it's <laughs> always a fun listen. And um, uh, he does really seem so happy just genuinely happy and at ease and um you know like you were saying kind of just at you know 
with Zen, like just filled with Zen. And um, it's really cool to see. I mean, the way that he is talking about the season, talking about the team, the, the young wide receivers, um, a lot of people were giving him flack for being tough on the young wide receivers. But I mean, what is he supposed to do? He has, he's a veteran QB. It's his job to throw to these wide receivers and they need to learn. And they're, you know, they're lucky to be learning from uh, one of the greatest QBs to ever play the game. And so the response to that, it kind of baffled me, you know, at, at the same time, it didn't because everything that Rogers does seems to make headlines and um, people seem to be very loud about, you know, whichever side of the aisle they land on with him um, regarding like if they like him or not. Um, but he's, he's a tough, he's a tough QB, but he's fair. Um, like he said in Pat McAfee, he's like, yeah, we're, we're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to, um, you know, I'm going to point out, Hey, if you had a hard game, if you had a hard week, you had a bad week, I'm going to point that out, but I'm also going to raise you up and, and, you know, fill you with love when you have a great week, when you have a great game, because both of those things matter. And these kids are just beginning to learn and and that's how they become great and so I didn't see any issue with it and I'm really excited to see this Rogers go onto the field um and you know just do what he does which is throw rockets and be one of the most accurate quarterbacks to ever play the game and uh you know the young wide receivers Torre, I, I, I'm excited about. We didn't, unfortunately, get to see Watson play because of his injury and, and him healing. Um, so I'm, you know, Rogers has have has had good things to say about both of them. Um, we got a lot of potential, like greats on on the wide receiver end, and I'm really excited to see to see them progress and and see how they play and and vibe with one another. And like you said, it is going to be very um very mixed we don't have adams anymore we we can't rely on our uh, our star wide receiver to to make uh, nearly every catch but um that's also going to be part of the fun is is getting to see all these um these wide receivers make the the plays that you know at, at, uh, rogers sets up for him so um I'm really excited. And I, I think that this mindset that he's in is going to help us so much. I think this is a really great thing for, for the Packers and for the fans. Yeah. And uh, spoiler alert, it probably will already be live by the time this podcast is out, but I did actually write about the young receivers and how much that's actually, you know, Aaron Rodgers has always talked about legacy and how much the development of these new receivers is going to play into his legacy. Um, I can think of no better way, you know, for him to hand the reins over to Jordan Love or to uh, whomever, you know, than having some talented wide receivers. You know, when Rodgers took over in 08, he had Donald Driver. He had Greg Jennings. Um, James Jones was an ascending player. Jordy Nelson was a rookie. Like, he had a group around him. And I, you know, that's the, you know, that Favre had worked with. So there's no better, you know, there's no better thing you can hand off to a good quarterback, to another quarterback when, when you're retiring than a, well-stocked receiver room. And uh, I think he's definitely dedicated to doing that. So 
Um, I had to talk to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he was being too tough at all, like we said. Um, when he was criticizing the receivers, tough love is how you make it in this league. So um, good on him for showing leadership, I say. Uh, staying on the offensive side of the ball, uh, the running game, uh, the A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, two-headed rushing attack uh, looks primed to uh, play out well, um, especially in the passing game too. Like uh, they very well could be a 50. Each one could have 50 receptions. I would, it's, Rogers even said that could, it, you know, it might sound crazy initially, but if you think about how Matt LaFleur wants to run his offense, that it, I would almost dare to say that's likely. Uh, but I think the running game, you know, is going to be a great, uh, great asset. Um, the decision not to keep three on the active roster, little puzzling. We'll get into that on the other half of the show. Uh, Mari Rogers is probably going to play some role in that. But uh, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, uh, I, I don't even think that's RB1, RB2. I think it's 1-1A one one now, considering how strong Dillon came on last year. The one-two punch, that's what I like to call them. They are both phenomenal and so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, it's it's going to... Uh, it's going to be good to, to have them back and, and they can, they can catch the ball, especially, you know, Dylan made some great catches uh, last season and um, it's, they're very versatile. They're very athletic. Um, and then, you know, obviously not to mention Dylan's uh, quadzilla. Um, I mean, he can, he can do it all. And, and so can Jones. So I, I'm excited to, uh, to see them again and, and watch them do their thing. Yeah, that's definitely going to be that's definitely going to be something to watch. And I think you're going to I bet you we will see a third running back up there uh, at some point. Um, I'm a big fan of Tyler Goodson. I had him on my 53-man prediction um, as the third running back. But uh, obviously, look, at the other good thing, you know, that whatever the thing that's going to serve this team well is the locker room vibes. We're all about vibes here at Acme Packing Company. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever Matt LaFleur brought to the locker room in 2019 has served this team so well over three years. Obviously they've done a lot of winning and winning helps, um, but that culture, (laughs) whatever they built into that locker room is some of the most fun environments I've ever seen with the green Bay Packers. Uh, Guys are loose. They trust each other. The coaches trust the players. um, And I, I I think that culture is going to serve them very well. And I just, I would love to see this group win a Super Bowl because I just think it'd be a lot of fun. Oh, I completely agree. And I think, um, I think the, the relationships are just as important as, um, you know, the relationships off the field and in the locker room are just as important as, as the ones on the field, because they are different, right? Like, uh, on the field, it's, it's a much different, um, kind of relationship. And when you can build it off the field, it, it permeates into, into the game and it, only it only does great things um and so the fact that Lafleur has made it a main focus and same with Rogers Rogers has always been big on that uh building those relationships with uh with his team and when you you know the stronger you are as a team the more I the more uh the more good I think is is bound to come to you so I am really excited to to see this uh, this team, we have a nice mix of, of veterans and we have a nice mix of, um, you know, rookies. And I think it's, I think we have a lot of, you know, Goody said it. He said, we have an excellent chance at winning Super Bowl. 
uh, at the Super Bowl this year. And, you know, obviously that is our hope every year as, as Packers fans. But something feels, you know, something feels exciting about this year. And I, I just really, um, I really can't wait for the season to start. I just, I miss watching my Packers play. So good vibes all around from the team to this podcast. Um, we're, we're ready to go. Um, obviously, uh, with every season, some challenges are going to arise. There's going to be opportunities. There's going to be problems. Um, we're going to take a break for, um, for some ads quick. And then we'll be right back. And uh, I don't want to say we'll destroy your vibes, um, but we just some, some things we're going to be cautious about. So we'll be back. All right, we are back for the second half of our season preview episode of For Cheddar or Worst. Uh, obviously, with every season, there's going to be opportunities, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be adversity. Um, so we're not here to kind of kill any vibes, just kind of some things that are going to be question marks for the Packers. Uh, the big one right now is at wide receiver. Uh, no secret there. Losing Devontae Adams uh, hurts. Losing that kind of a talent, the best receiver in the league, you're not going to replace him with just one guy. And the Packers, to their credit, didn't try to do that. Uh, they tried to replace him with three, actually probably four, if you include Sammy Watkins. Uh, they also drafted Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Samori Toure. Uh, all three ended up making the roster. Romeo Dobbs had a phenomenal camp. Uh, the hype train on him, sometimes I fear, might be a little out of control. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of the one thing is how are these three guys going to play um, especially early, because there is a learning curve in the NFL. Um, so I've got a, I've got a bad feeling that the early early going for the offense, especially in the passing game, uh, might be a little sluggish. Yeah, and I I think it's really important to remember, especially when you know when we, considering we just lost uh, Adams and and this is going to be our first season without him in uh, many years. I think it's really important to remember that he was also in the in the beginning he had a learning curve himself. And then he, because of what he learned from Rogers in part due to that relationship and, and that mentorship and um, the talent that Rogers has, uh, he was able to become one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game. So that's, that could very well be the story of one of these three rookies right like it, it could very well be that they um they become the the next adams and i know that's not necessarily fair to put on anyone it's not my expectation but i am saying i think we need to keep an open mind about it and um and remember that they are rookies and they are going to make some mistakes and it's going to be frustrating <laughs> um especially for you know for rogers I think it's uh, also a, a chance to uh, to really grow that that new talent and uh, and turn it into a reliable um, you know re reliable receiver room. And I'm I'm excited. I I, I loved watching Romeo. Um, he was he was a lot of fun to watch. And um, yeah, it is going to be you know it's going to be tough during that learning curve, but they're learning from the best QB. So um, if they take advantage of that and they take in what he's saying, then they have a chance to become really great. And um, it's really, the ball is in their hands, if you will, 
Yeah, you know, definitely, like I said, that's that's really the story of what Aaron Rodgers is going to leave behind, is how well can he help develop this wide receiver group? Because that'll make the life easier for whomever takes over for him, be it Jordan Love or someone else. So uh, definitely something to watch, but uh, it's definitely going to be an area, to wa- uh, area of concern, at least early on. Um, staying on the offensive side of the ball, and it's hard to believe that the question marks are mostly on offense, considering, you know, the history of the Packers under Aaron Rodgers. Um, but about that third running back position, and Amari Rodgers, Packers seem to be, inf- I don't want to say infatuated, but they really seem to like him at that third running back position. Uh, it seems to me like, you know, okay, he, they couldn't really get him going in the offense. We are all aware of the issues he had on special teams. You know, or is this something where they're just trying to find him something to do because they don't want to admit they're wrong? Or is maybe, or do you think they really have something? Because I, Amari Rogers was initially kind of a initially a cut candidate, but the Packers seem to really like him. Um, but I, I've got concerns that he could still be kind of a liability, um, even at running back. I mean, he has slimmed down a little bit and he has looked faster. I'll give him that. Um, but I just, I kind of feel like this might be something where the Packers might have made a mistake uh, and just aren't quite ready to admit it yet. Yeah. I, um, you know, during preseason, he uh, he had moments where um, where he really showed improvements, and um, especially with the uh, you know first couple of returns um, in the first preseason, um, he is a little bit of a liability. I mean, he's not he's not necessarily reliable. And those, um, those good, you know, good plays usually follow with one where you're yelling at the TV, like why, you know, so it's, I'm hoping that we're wrong and that he, uh, you know, crushes it this season. It is interesting that they're considering putting him as RB three. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe they just aren't ready to give up on him quite yet. Maybe there is something that they see during, you know, during practice that is, um, pushing them to just, (laughs) to keep giving him, uh, chances. And, you know, he's still young, he's still a kid, uh, still very much a rookie. So I'm hopeful, um, but very cautiously very cautiously. So <laughs> I think you might be the only person on staff actually that still thinks that way. Cause more, I'm, I'm willing to give him one last shot, but the leash is going to be short. Um, everybody else is like, we've seen enough. Um, so I, I really think he, um, you know, it's, he's going to have to show something because your three for him in green Bay right now is not a guarantee at all. Um, so he's going to definitely have to produce. Um, Moving on to our next next list, and this is something Amari Rogers had a hand in last year, special teams. Um, oh boy! Uh, so last year they they were not good. They were historically bad, hysterically and historically bad. We'll even go with. Um, so far in the preseason, so they go out and hire Rich Bisaccia. They actually go out and open the wallet for a good special teams coordinator. Preseason rolls around and there's penalties, missed kicks. Uh, mishaps on returns, uh, t- only 10, 10 players on one return. Uh, obviously, starters are going to end up playing some special teams. Uh, LaFleur and Bisaccio both said that. 
I still, until I see otherwise, this is a liability for the group. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to be holding my breath during every kickoff for at least the first, probably half of the season. Uh, so I, at least Mason Crosby, at least looks like he's on his way back, but, uh, boy, this, uh, I'm still scared because, uh, preseason did not, uh, did not do any, uh, reassurances for me. No, it, uh, it didn't. I mean, like I said, with, uh, with Amari, there were, there were good moments, but, um, they, there were plenty of not so good and uh, problematic and worrisome moments. I, I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to say and make a judgment just based off of, you know, the preseason games, but if that is what they will be, um, then we have a lot to worry about. We are not in any better of a spot than we were uh, last season. And, you know, it was because of the special teams that we didn't progress onto the NFC championship game. So it is concerning and I am not as hopeful um, about special teams as a whole uh, as I am Amari, but I hope that they prove me wrong and I hope Asakia, you know, works his magic and, and uh, gets them to gets them to a spot where we are not the worst special teams in the NFL because it's currently where we were. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like going off, you know, like if they go from like 32nd to like maybe 30th, that's like saying, you know, we're off the, I'm not, I don't want to swear. So we're off the, poopy 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 and now we're just stinky farty smelly you know it's just it's like one level above that it's like it's they just they need to be in the top 20 they don't need you know with the way the team is set up they don't need to be you know a top 10 unit they just need to get in like above 20th and then they'll be fine so hopefully hopefully they can do that um but until otherwise there's they still stink until proven otherwise sorry to say but um we're, we're all just numb to it at this point um Moving on to our final negative topic, um, we got to got to pick one thing on the defense. You know, I can't can't give, say that they're Sterling and perfect. My concern with them right now is depth at safety. You know, outside of Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, there really isn't a whole lot there. You know, they just signed Rudy Ford, but that was all but a uh, that was all but a special team signing. Um, and then they had Mike Abernathy on the roster who phenomenal had a phenomenal preseason showed up crushed it yeah mid august barely started practicing and made a brilliant interception and then he also laid out um i forgot who the player was on the saints but he showed out and then he made the initial 53 only to be released when they signed ford uh but thankfully abernathy's back on the practice squad i i'd be willing to bet a a decent some some money that he's going to be on the 53 at some point in the season um, oh, as he should better. Be. So I just, I've got some concern. I've got some, I do have some concern there, but it's not, you know, I mean, it's not the end of the world because they could always, you know, who, who's going to be that third safety. I mean, they're, they're, they're one injury away though from, from being in trouble. Yeah, I was definitely, I was so shocked after Abernathy's 
performance during preseason that they would waive him and obviously you, you know you just you just said it but they did uh they did get him back and, and sign him back to practice squad I just I was um some of these moves that they're making to the roster just don't make sense to me and I realize that I am not a you know a football manager or uh um you know, owner. I mean, technically I'm an owner because, you know, I'm a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers, but <laughs> um, it just, there, there are things that I just, I don't understand why they handled the way they handled it. And Abernathy was definitely one of those calls where when they, when they waved him, I was like, after that performance, you're going to wave. Like it didn't make, it doesn't make sense. So he, he ought to be back on the 53. Um, he deserves it. I mean, he showed up in a big way during preseason. And um, and I think, you know, it. we could be healthier. We could be, uh, you know, have a, have a little more depth. But I also, I think, I mean, I, I think we'll be okay. So long, like you said, as there's if there's not any major, major industries to that position, but that's that's almost impossible too. So yeah, it's it's a tough, it's a tough spot to be. So the other safeties on the roster besides Abernathy, Amos, and Savage are Tariq Carpenter, seventh round draft pick, didn't really show much in camp. Um, except that you know, Brian Gutekunst loves his draft picks, you know, didn't want to cut him. Um, and then they've also got Dallin Levitt, who was, again, man, the special teams contributor. So not sure if it's just going to be more cornerback heavy. I'm not sure what they're going to do there. But, hey, Joe Barry and Brian Gutekunst are both smarter um, than us. So we'll just have to uh, have to trust them, well, I guess. Smarter at football, um, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, so kind of, finally, kind of wrap things up. Um, prediction time. Uh, so Lindsay, where do you see the Packers finishing record wise? Um, and how far do you see them getting in the playoffs? I, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I really, um, I really hope that we, uh, get into the playoffs by being the wild card. I, <laughs> Our luck at being number one in the NFC uh, the past, you know, two years has not uh, has not fared well for us in the playoffs. And the 2011, when we won the Super Bowl, uh, or 2010, 2011, um, we were wild cards. And I really think that that is when we have our best shot at uh, at the championship. I know it's it's maybe not the most um, popular opinion, like I said, but that is how I really want the season to go. I don't want us to go 13 and three again, be number one, and then blow it in the first round of the playoffs, which has happened two years in a row now. And I don't want this to be the third where, you know, Rogers, we, we're not going to have him for five, 10 more years. So we're our chances at you know getting a Super Bowl again with him are dwindling down and I I truly believe that 
if we can, if we can, you know, figure out a way to make it as a wild card, um, we'll fight our way to the, to the Super Bowl and win it. So that's how I, that's how I am hoping the season goes. And I might sound strange, but. Oh boy. I don't want to read the comment section after that, <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know, don't just to correct your question. Don't quick, at me. <laughs> so you're telling me you don't want to play off game Lambeau field. That is correct. Also, I think, I think, uh, I mean, let's, let's just be real, right? Like the last year was so horrible and I really truly believe that the weather, it, like it had a big factor and, and used to it not like used to, it would be that the Packers would be the team that you know, you come to Lambeau in January and you, the Packers will beat you, right? Because no other team has a climate like Wisconsin. But as Rogers has gotten a little bit older, I think it really affects him on a level that, um, that we don't want to see. Because um, the playoff game was not his best game. And um, he didn't, you know, he didn't produce much at all. And there were obviously other factors that went into it um, and why we lost. But yeah, I, I really don't, I don't want to be at Lambo. I don't want to play at Lambo in playoffs. Whew, I am speechless. I am without speech. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> um, like I wow. said, it's a very um, unpopular so opinion. I know. I'm not, I'm not going to put your Twitter handle in the podcast. I'll be nice. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with, the, they're going to win the division again this year. Um, the line, I honestly, I think Detroit's probably going to be the second in the division. Uh, Chicago's going through a full rebuild. Minnesota, and we'll talk about them, the week one opponent in a second. But I'm going to put Green Bay at 12 and five, uh, winning the division again. Uh, but losing, oh, they're going to lose in the championship game yet again. Um, not who do I want to put him up against? I think it's going to be Tom Brady again. I hate to say, well, I haven't thought this one through too much either. Um, I, uh, you want to hell with it. They're going to win it all. Let's I'll go with that. Um, I think, you know, the Tampa Bay's there's, there's some weird vibes coming out of Tampa Bay, um, San Francisco, Trey Lance, very much a wild card, you know, Jimmy G's back again, but something's up in San Francisco. Not sure Trey Lance is going to end up being the guy either. Um, really that leaves the Cowboys and the Rams as the, uh, as their main obstacles. And we've shown that we're able to beat the Rams. So, you know what? I take that back. Green Bay is going 12 and five. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. It'll be Green Bay versus Buffalo, uh, in Arizona, uh, two cold city teams in the desert. And I will say Green Bay wins the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers rides off into the sunset. Um, and who will be the quarterback next year? I don't know. But um, I think I I think this is the year they finally do it just because nobody really believes in that offense. And we all know how Aaron Rodgers is with the chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah, 100%. I think this is the year it happens. I think and this that, is the year it happens. Yeah, and that is also why I think being a wild card benefits us. Because as, wild, as a wild card, people, you know, they write you off. But that's when our, that's, 
that's when we shine is when people write us off and when, when they don't, uh, when no one believes in us, that has historically been when we, when we do our best. So as crazy as it may sound, I really, really hope that I, I, and I really believe that if we, if we make it to the playoffs as wild cards, we will go all the way and we will win. It will be a repeat of the uh, 2010, 2011 season. Now I will say that I don't think 12 and five gets them to buy. Um, I think that's going to be the Rams again, but uh, could, could be wrong. They, I think, I think losing the buy might actually help them, you know, more to your point. I'll give you that, that that week off, maybe not always beneficial. Um, but so we'll have to say, obviously, you know, I'm not a prognosticator. If I could see into the future, I'd have Powerball numbers and I'd be on an Island right now. I wouldn't be, getting ready to freeze my buns off in Wisconsin. <laughs> um, so moving on to week one, finally we'll wrap it up, just kind of a quick preview of the Vikings game. Um, so they're, as we talked about, the Minnesota defense, you know, they got a new coach this year, Kevin O'Donnell, Kevin O'Connell. Um, obviously, you know, they're in a transition phase. They were always known for their defense under Mike Zimmer. This year the defense seems weaker, but uh, I think, I think, you know, the, their offense is probably just, it's going to be strong now. You know, you got Delvin Cook, you got Justin Jefferson. Uh, it just depends on which Kirk Cousins shows up. But so I think Minnesota is going to be a great litmus test uh, to, te- to start the season. Uh, weaker defense, uh, but also a stronger offense to test Green Bay's much hyped defense. Yeah, I, um, you know, they also, they have Zedarius, sadly. I, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough seeing him on the other, you know, the other side of the, uh, the line. Um, just hope that our O-line protects Rogers from him. I know we've talked about that before, but um, Zadarius, you know, uh, when he, <laughs> he's a great player, but uh, I do agree that uh, overall, the defense is, uh, is weaker. Um, obviously they have big hitters on the offense Um I really wish Cook would come on over to uh, to Wisconsin, though. That'd be pretty great to to have him as <laughs> as our uh, you know as our other RB. But um, it's I'm not too worried about this game. I think it is a good opponent to start with, um, just based on you know they're they're uh, in a bit of a not rebuilding, but um, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of new guys that that's going to be their first, uh, their first time in the field. And, um, so we're going to have a learning curve and I think the Vikings are a good, a good place to start and, uh, and kind of, you know, uh, use that, that learning curve to uh, take it onto the season. So. Yep. And there is definitely no tradition in sports like the Minnesota Vikings helping themselves to the leftovers off the Packers roster. So uh, should be, should, should be a fun week one. Uh, We'll be talking to you guys next week. Uh, Thankfully football season is here. We've made it. Um, And like I said, this is our season premiere. It'll be a lot of fun talking football and uh, interacting with everyone. So uh, for Lindsay uh, and for everyone at Acme Packing Company, I hope everyone has a great week and uh, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Bye, guys. Thanks.